Hey everyone, this is Kurt Mercadante, and I want to thank you for being a loyal listener to Freedom Mindset Radio. You know, in this chaotic time of coronavirus chaos, it's so important for people to have a process to define, create, and live their lives of freedom and fulfillment. I lay out just that process in my Amazon bestseller, Five Pillars of the Freedom Lifestyle. And in light of this turbulent time, I've dropped the Kindle price of my book to $4.50. That's a more than $2 drop in price. I do this because I truly believe that this is a process that will help those who need freedom and fulfillment now. Perhaps it's you. Perhaps you have spent the past five years, 10 years, 15 years trading away your freedom and fulfillment for a false sense of security and a toxic job and a lifestyle that doesn't fulfill you. And now you're realizing that security was an illusion and you want your freedom now. Go to fivepillarsoffreedom.com right now. There, you can get chapter one of my book absolutely free, and there's a link to purchase the book. As I said, we have dropped the price to $4.50 for the Kindle version of my book. I know the five pillars of the freedom lifestyle will help you define, create, and start living your freedom lifestyle now. Thanks again for being a listener. I wish you a day a week, a year of freedom and abundance. What does the word freedom mean to you? Only you can define it in your life and only you can decide to build the life of freedom and fulfillment you deserve. This is Freedom Mindset Radio. I'm your host, Kurt Mercadante, and we're grateful you're here. What is up, Freedom Fighters? Welcome to yet another episode of Freedom Mindset Radio. We are grateful you are here. And I know I repeat that time and again, but it is absolutely true because I go into each and every episode with a goal to have a positive impact on just one of you out there. And I know our global reach is expanding week after week after week. And yet I still go into every episode trying to positively impact at least one person. And so if you do get a positive impact from this show, please go leave us a positive rating and review and help us further expand our reach to have an impact on more people. Now, in today's episode, I bring you an excerpt of the full discussion, which you can listen to in our very next episode. And it's a discussion with John Perkins. Now, John Perkins made waves back in 2004 when he released his book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. That book spent 73 weeks on the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list and has been translated into 32 languages. The 2016 update, New Confessions of an Economic Hitman, brought the story of economic hitmen and jackal assassins up to date and chillingly home to the United States. He's got a new book called Touching the Jaguar. You'll learn more about in Wednesday's episode. But in today's episode, you may be wondering, what the heck is an economic hitman? Listen to today's episode to learn more. Can you let our viewers, those of you who are not familiar, haven't read the book, economic hitman, what does that mean? What is an economic hitman and what did you do? Well, my actual title was chief economist at a major international consulting firm. I had a staff of anywhere from 30 to 50 people at various times. My job really as an, as an economic hitman, chief economist, was to uh, convince, to, to identify countries that had resources that corporations want, like oil, and then convince the leaders of those countries 
to t- accept huge loans from the World Bank and, and other United Nations, United States uh, controlled organizations. Uh, but the money didn't go to the countries. Instead, it was used to, it, it paid our corporations. It gave them huge profits, in fact, to build big infrastructure projects in those countries. Things like electric power systems, industrial parks, ports, airports, roads, things that ultimately made our, made our companies rich, but also uh, helped a few rich families in those countries. Those are the equivalent of the three in the United States who have as much wealth as half the population. Uh, and at the beginning, I, I thought I was doing the right thing because in business school, you're taught and you can look at all the economic models, all the mathematical econometric models, and, and it shows that when you make these kinds of investments, the GDP, which we use as the me- measure of national prosperity, increases. And so we're taught this, and, 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 and I believe that this was the case. But over time, I began to see that those statistics are, are basically totally skewed in favor of the wealthy. GDP is not a measure of overall prosperity. It's a measure of, of, of how the rich are doing, the ones who produce the goods and services that, that are reflected there. So while these loans, these huge loans, were helping the rich in those countries, they were diverting money to, to pay off the interest on the loan from education, healthcare, and other social services. And so the majority of the people were actually suffering. And, and it took me a long time uh, to realize that. But, oh, but over time, I began to realize that. And then I was kind of caught in a trap of being in a, in a, in a job where I got a lot of perks, a lot of first-class travel, and, and, uh, and a very good salary and so forth. But, yeah, I think that so the job of the economic hitman basically is to use this, use a perception. Here we go back to perception. Use a perception that these loans are going to help these countries. And in the end, the countries could never pay off the loans. And so, so we go back in and then say, well, well, we'll restructure the loan under the guise of the International Monetary Fund, but you've got to sell your, your resource, your oil, whatever, real cheap to our corporations and, and a lot of other conditions. And, and but the, so the perception was being created. I was helping to create the perception that taking these loans would help the country and created a reality which was basically a colonialism, a, a global colonialism, where we were colonizing these countries, and there's some of their own leaders were colonizing them also. Uh, and in the process, you know what, uh, Kurt, we were we were colonizing ourselves too, because most people in the United States think that those loans are helping those countries, and many people object to that. They say, why should, why should the United States be helping Ecuador, Colombia, Indonesia, um, and any of these countries? You know, why should we be doing this? The fact of the matter is we're not. We're helping our own corporations to the, for the most part. There are some exceptions, but the overall, the biggest driving force is to help our own corporations and our own economy to spread this colonialism, this, this, this type of corporate imperialism. And, and, and you make it pretty clear in your book. I mean, you, you, uh, uh, well, in, in confessions and, and new confessions that this is a, this isn't a partisan thing. I mean, you're pretty, you go into pretty great detail about people's people of both parties. You call it the corporatocracy where you have these large corporations working at the, well, I don't know who's working at the behest of whom with our government, the U S government, but also these, the world bank IMF, you get these companies hooked up to the IV, right, of, of, of loans and debt, and they either sign on or don't sign on. And if they get to the point where they're thinking for themselves, then the economic hitmen step back 
and what you call the jackals are set in. Now, what's a jackal? Well, that's the, the euphemism, I guess you'd call it, that we use for uh, people, usually CIA assets, uh, who go into a country and, and assassinate the leaders or, or take them out in a coup if they don't play this game with us. And unfortunately, you know, we've, the United States has been very involved in that, and we've admitted to it. Henry Kissinger, Secretary of State, and many others have admitted to the fact that the CIA was deeply involved in the overthrow and the, and the death of, of Salvador Allende, of Chile, and Arbenz, of Guatemala, and Lumumba, of the Congo, and, and Mossadegh of Iran, and Ziem of Vietnam, and on and on. Most recently, in 2009, Zelaya of Honduras. And, and so leaders know that... Let me, let me start that differently. Let me say that I knew that I had a pretty easy job for the most part because I had all these fancy reports that created this impression, this perception that taking these loans would help these countries. But I also knew I could go to a leader and I could say, hey, you know, in this hand, I've got, in today's terms, it would be billions of dollars for you and your family. You're going to make a lot of money if you take this on. And if you decide not to, in this hand, I got a gun. You know, I didn't actually have a gun, but I and never was involved in that. But I knew there were people behind me, the ones we call the jackals. And these presidents are very, very aware of what happened. And as you know, from the book, two of my clients, a democratically elected president of Ecuador, Jaime Roldos, country where I'd been a peace column volunteer and became a client of mine, and, and Omar Torrijos of Panama, uh, were both taken down in, in uh, private plane crashes that they were in separately. Um, there's no question in most uh, observers' minds, and no, very little question in my mind, that these were, these were assassinations. It's never been proven. There's no smoking gun, because the um, thing about a plane crash is that uh, the smoking gun goes up in smoke, so to, <laughs> right. so to speak. Um, but that we have a long, long history of this. And so leaders of, of countries are extremely aware of the vulnerable position they're in. Hey, everyone, this is Kurt Mercadante. And whether you're a first time listener or a long time listener, I want to thank you for choosing to spend your time with me and our guests here on Freedom Mindset Radio. You know, now more than ever in this turbulent time, it's important to share and spread our message of freedom and fulfillment around the globe. So if you get value from this podcast, I have a favor to ask. If you could go wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a positive rating and review, that helps us carry our message further around the globe. And if you wouldn't mind, Post a link to this podcast on your Facebook page. Share it on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, wherever you're at on social media. I want to thank you for helping us take our message to those people around the globe who truly need it. And I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. Thank you.